matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Don't make a bit of sense to me. If that's what being crazy is, then I'm senseless, out of it, gone down the road, wacko. But no more, no less. Welcome to Unhinged, episode number 23, recorded September 4th, 2016. They're going nuts. The crowd is going wild. We're back. All right, calm down, everyone. Chill out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we haven't been on in a while um, with a full show. And uh, I think the last time we left off, uh, Doug, you were getting uh, result. You were waiting for results on uh, your brain imaging. I forget the big word. <laughs> yeah, that's the mag imaging, magnetoencephalography. Yes, that one. Yeah, it's a magnetic helmet, but it's sort of um, measuring the electricity. Um, and uh, basically, they. Um, change the settings within the modulator as this digital imaging is it's a constant it's taking a constant picture so more so like video than just mm-hmm. um, you know shots after shot um, and as they change the setting she goes out of the room for a few minutes comes back and changes the setting etc so took a month and the report that was back was very uh, very simple that out of however many shots or, or settings that they measured, uh, three of them uh, were of notice, hmm. let's say. So uh, he, in the report, was just listed, you know, one, two, three. So the first one being the most um, uh, sort of reaction right. that they saw, uh, the best setting in, in their eyes, second and third. So the doctor set it to the first one and we're off and, and you know, We'll give it a month and see how it goes. Of course, remember, um, you know, if you take an antidepressant, you have to wait, say, four to six weeks to Mm -hmm. see if it's going to work, see its true effect. Uh, Where this is, you know, the brain pacemaker. This is a a constant uh, low-level electrical pulse into the brain. So uh, you pretty much know uh, within, you know, an hour of the setting change, usually quicker than that uh you know what's going to happen right so uh since he's changed it um knock on whatever uh it's good so it's good do do you actually feel anything physically like in your head or when when it's you know because it's emitting a little a low level electrical pulse no no uh no if what I would notice if, you know, quote unquote side effect wise, you know, sometimes when we make a setting change, you know, we might say, you know, much, you know, go sit in the lobby for 40 minutes to an hour to make sure that, you know, it's, if he's, especially if he puts the intensity high, mm-hmm. uh, there's, you know, risk of my tremors getting worse and me getting real panicky and, you know, right. causing anxiety uh, because it's a, you know, it's a higher level of um, impulse. So, um, but no, uh, right now I'm feeling as good as I have in a long time and without really any, matter of fact, the tremors are down a little bit. So the setting, you know, settings might just not just work, but also when they're more ideal, work more, what's the word, like efficiently. So that it's not only working well, but it's also not causing any, you know, uh, unease, you know. Right. So, so so let's backtrack a little bit. Um, You've been going through quite, yeah, sorry for, for lack of a better term um, with your anxiety, your anxiety was through the roof to the point where we, you couldn't do a few shows. And then the last show we did was very short. Um, You were just coming out of it. uh, And now it's different. Now you feel, you don't feel that anxiety, correct? Well, no, there's always that low-level anxiety there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, and it varies. You know, you'll have kind of just sort of, and again, with no necessary triggers, you might just be sitting and watching television and, mm-hmm. 
And oh, you just you know you just get worried, and like, but you're not worried about something specific. You know, yeah. oh, I'm late. It's but just it feels a feeling. Like it just it feels, oh shit, I'm late for something. You know, right? And but it's of course worse than just that because like it feels like you're late for your you know your own mother's funeral. You know, whatever. Right. right. So it's a uh, oh my god. You know, but you can you know you learn well you learn that to live with it, but you also you know, to breathe and to just, you know, talk yourself down in a sense, yeah. however you might do that, a safe word, whatever it is, you know. So I, I, what I want to talk about a bit is um, you were thinking before that the anxiety might have been, uh, there might have been a trigger in your sleep potentially, uh, because a lot of times you would wake up and and feel very anxious. Um and also, we talked about the possibility that uh, having the show, uh, the responsibility of doing a show every week uh, on a very you know specific date and time uh, could have been a possible trigger because it's it's added stress. So can you talk to that at all? Do, do you do you still feel that way? Is it something that you're still not sure and we need to experiment with? Well, let me clarify um, a couple of things. First, I think really what I was thinking about the show and, you know, originally we're thinking, talking about this all the time, talking about it openly with you. And, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you have to live it, then talk about it. And chances are, I've talked about it with other people, right. you know, that it would be very therapeutic. And the other end though, I thought, well, maybe it's counterproductive. Maybe it's like, you know, if things are feeling a little better, just don't think about that. Think about anything else but that, but right look, this is there, this is not going to go away. And I think logically talking about, it, if I'm going to choose one or the other, talking about it should be more therapeutic. And maybe at the beginning it's more difficult, but should mm -hmm. become easier, especially if things start to get better, you know, inherently. The other yeah. thing I think, you know, when you mentioned sleep, I was just very curious on the idea that, you know, we did the full remission show and then I went to sleep and woke up completely the opposite. Right. So it intrigued me as, you know, asking the doctors, well, what if I didn't go to sleep that night? Yeah. Would it have, would I have been awake and just felt that switch? Right. Just boom. I switched like, like a schizophrenic, you know, um, that was kind of a large question, so they really couldn't answer it, and they really can't answer it. They don't yeah. know. That's a study in itself. Yeah. Um, well, and it could have been something that uh, a potential, like a dream, could have triggered uh, in your sleep, maybe. So maybe if you didn't go to sleep, it wouldn't have. You wouldn't have felt that switch because it wouldn't have happened. Who knows? Well, I did the studying on my own. I read a lot about what what goes on in the brain when you sleep. Mm -hmm. And that's a show in itself. And we might do that the next show. But mm -hmm. but um, believe it or not, the, the neurotransmitters and, and your brain and, and um, all the, the activity that goes on, we're talking about, you know, 50 billion, you know, uh, things going off at the same time, you know, yeah. um, more happens when you sleep than when you're awake. Right. They're going nuts when you're asleep. And there are there are about three different cycles uh, three, uh, while you when you sleep, um, you know, the, the your first and second and third cycle. And so they all kind of go nuts. And I think with the abnormalities going on in my brain, they don't get corrected necessarily. Right. And I think that's, it probably then is more likely that um, there, the, the neurological impact could change more so um, as a result of sleep, yeah, you know, and that may be why they're doing sleep deprivation studies, uh, because it, they find that, you know, staying up a couple of nights, you actually feel better. You have less depressive effects, but it then catches up with your body and your REM sleep. So it then becomes counterproductive, but, uh, there's and, something and, to it. And you actually experimented a little bit with this because I know, I think at least before you got your results, you, actually went a couple days without sleep for fear of, of sleep causing three days, an issue. Yeah. Three, three yeah. days with no sleep. Yeah. And I did it, you know, in a measured level, not like I used to, where I just took Adderall and, and just, you know, figured, you know, I'm 
I feel like crab would just party, mm. you know, and, and over self-medicate, if you will. Um, but in this case, I just, you know, in, you know, for uh, basically I was afraid to go to sleep. I just didn't want that to happen. Yeah. You know, I was feeling better and, you know, you can't be afraid of going to sleep. There, yeah. We need to figure out what's going on. Um, but uh, what I did realize and what proved even more that this is a purely and, and, you know, not purely, but it's, it's, this is based, it's the core of this disease, my particular disease. And it's about, again, eight, eight percent of depressed people have this where it is a purely neurological condition. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, when I'm on Adderall and staying up all night, I'm not eating right. I'm not drinking enough. And so biochemically and, and nutritionally, I'm not in good stead at the end of one of those binges, if you will. Right, right. Um, which used to be real binges, literally. Um, and, uh, but, you know, uh, coming out of it this time, and usually when I would come out of those, and I felt good during, because I was focused and I was more positive, I was, you know, movies were funny or, you know, but yeah. I'd come out of it just feeling like garbage, like you've partied and binged for a week. Yeah. Um, this time, uh, he had coincidentally changed the settings right after that. Actually, I admitted to that. I see, you know, I haven't gotten to sleep for the last few days. Yeah. And he said, well, that's not good. I'm a, you know, typical doctor. And, but, right. you know, I know what I'm doing at this point. I'm really in tune with what's going on. And I'm kind of experimenting on my own safely. Um, but coincidentally, he had just made the change. And I got my full sleep. Woke up. Boom. It just... I felt really good. And I called you after meeting a friend that I hadn't seen in seven years, Matt Maloney, who's probably going to be on the show with us next week. Cool. Uh, but uh, it just went great. And uh, I was able to explain to him, you know, exactly what's going on. And um, I, f I had a strut to my step, just like today. I noticed, you know, uh, I wasn't just sort of walking like, oh, I look like an idiot or whatever. <laughs> I just was walking like, you know, and I was charming and people, I went yep. to a store and the woman said I was funny and this one, you know, it, you know, it just, uh, again, it's a, it's like a flip of a switch, uh, when it's neuro neurological. So, yeah. And uh, I know that, uh, when you were not feeling well and you'd go out for a walk and you would see someone, your instant thought was, would go to the negative. Like if it was a, a pretty girl or something, you would be like, oh, you know, I, I, I would oh, never I, be able to get someone like that or something like that. So you would be self-deprecating. Well, it's like that, but, but, but like if, if, you know, uh, Ted Bundy had said it, you know, mm. it, it's that dysfunctional and horrible. Um, yeah. It's, that it's, must be scary for you though. When thoughts like that, where you can liken yourself to a Ted Bundy because you have thoughts like that from for no reason like you see a person and and your first thought goes to something that drastic that's got to be scary well it's it's not scary because i know i would never do anything i don't have that right again that switch uh but you know to me because i know about the psychology and now i'm really attuned to the neurological side the neuroscience behind all this uh and this is all becoming more clear just to me it's sad it shows what happens when somebody is born with a brain defect. Yeah. Uh, it never gets addressed. They have they end up becoming you know a social parasite, a social phobic yeah. uh, person with no confidence, and uh, and they get bullied and, and et cetera, et cetera, all that you've heard before. And going through that for thirty years and having no socialization whatsoever. Yeah, I mean that's you know people would only experiment on monkeys doing that, <laughs> but. This is an experiment on a human and what happens and what's going to happen. You're going to really end up being screwed up no matter who it is. Right. So, you know, I can't blame myself for it. That's the, you know, that's the disease. Yeah. Uh, and I see is when it's switched, all of a sudden I've got a full working brain. Mm -hmm. uh, people are complimenting me. I'm feeling better. I'm starting to correct thoughts automatically. Um, it's more fascinating than anything else. Um, and I, I could tell right away when you're feeling better because you'll call me 
and just want to chat, you know, about regular thing. You're like, I'm lonely. I just want to, I want human contact. And when you're not feeling well, that's, you don't do that. You do the complete opposite. You shut down. Yeah. When the, you know, we'll call it neurology on, neurology off. When the neurology's off, uh, I'm that little child who will go off into the woods and, 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 you know, I don't mean to say it this way, but play with himself uh, without being with the others. Right. Um, but completely retreat and say, the world, you're all effed up. Screw everybody. F everybody. I hope you all die yeah. in a burning vat of hell. And then neurology on. I'm like craving socialization. I exactly. just want to tell everybody everything, tell the world and, you know, and save everybody else from this. And I give it, you know. I'm naturally an inherently good, genuine person. Yeah. Uh, but because of what has been done to me and uh, as a result of, of conditions, we now know why, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's that side. So, you know, it's interesting because most people think of a couple things when, when they think of someone with a mental illness that has extreme highs and extreme lows, they think manic depressive or they think schizophrenic. Um, but those are two different things and that's not at all what you have, right? No, again, I, it's, you know, there are different parts of the brains that are not functioning correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, a schizophrenic, you know, has, it, it's kind of a, you know, you, you, you retreat into this other personality yeah, uh, a lot of times out of fear. It's a lot of times they're anxiety-based diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just purely that you know, I lived most of my life neurology off. You yeah. know, and we only got the on part because of DBS. You know, this yeah. particular signal going into the brain is correcting uh, what is wrong with you know these few parts of the brain. It's compensating. It's it's an artificial limb. So the ups, the ups are being helped along by the DBS. Otherwise it would be all downs. So it wouldn't be schizophrenia. It wouldn't be manic depression or anything like that. It's, I guess there's similar outcomes, similar sort of, um, it might look similar, but it's not really fair to even compare them. Um, Right. You know, it's, it's, um, uh, I wouldn't have developed other personalities. It would just been this one horrid, terrible You know, um, now it almost, again, it seems like two because when the DBS is not compensating, I am the person that I became. And uh, when it is, it's, I'm, I'm becoming more normalized. Yeah. More like you. <laughs> and, and so it's, um, yeah, it's fascinating. And I must, you know, as I always do, thank you for, uh, you know, holding on to this whole thing and um, keeping everyone, you know, fully informed and and being as supportive as you have uh knowing now exactly genetically neurologically you know that this is a completely different disease and by the way i think we'll see in the near future this being or at least it's i believe it should be you know named something right not called anything about depression this should be the you know maybe name it after robin williams this the williams syndrome or whatever mm-hmm. it might be but you'll see that in the future i i, I bet you yeah uh, but um you know even having this factual now data exactly what's going on and and that all of these years have been you know f- uh, for one for not and uh, another just you know tragic to see yeah. somebody having to go through that i'm still not getting the family support that i should uh, but from you i am so so thank you for that but uh, i i'm a little bit shocked and i'm still not getting this you know exactly what i said i wanted was we are sorry for what you had to go through what can we do to support you now yeah. i'm still not getting that and i'm a little i'm quite disappointed by that so but that's the only negative i'll throw in for for the day it's not negative, really. It's just reality. Well, exactly. That's what I was going to say. You just have to move on and, and, you know, enjoy life with what you can. I mean, that's if, right. If yeah. you're not getting that support where you need, where, you know, you want it, then 
you know, worrying about that is just going to make things worse. So just that's right. I mean, if it comes, it'll be a welcome surprise. It'll feel great. Yeah. Uh, You know, and it's it's not forced. It's just like, you know, for me, you know, if I was going to, you know, meet a, a girl for a date or something, it would if you just start talking about you know, uh, a particular movie and like, oh my God, I love that part too. And all that, like just this natural, that's the way it should happen. Right. Uh, like it happened with us when we met, you know. Yeah. Uh, just, it's just right. It fits, you know, like a glove. Right. Uh, so that's the way things should happen to, for me anyways. And uh, and I want it to be as genuine, uh, you know, and nothing forced. Right. So, so what happens now? So you've, they've changed your, they've tweaked your DBS to use the first of the three settings they found to be, you know, reaction, reactionary or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you supposed to stay at that setting indefinitely unless you feel something negative happening or? Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, you know, it's only trying to do one thing, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, if uh, it was, you know, the last setting was the only setting that had worked in, you know, in years. Yeah. So uh, we had gone through several different settings. And again, mm-hmm. you know, it's positioning of the electrodes, intensity level, and all the combinations thereof. Right. Uh, so we're going to give this a month. We set an appointment for the end of the month and, you know, continue on as we yeah. know. From the remission show, you know, two months without depressed, major depressive effects, scoring up, you know, from a seven or below on the the Ham D or or similar on the Madras scale, any of those depression scales, mm-hmm. uh, you know that you're you're in a state of remission. The longer you go, the more chance it's gonna, yep, it's gonna stick. Um, and hey, you know, when you're somebody like me who's gone through so so many decades of of literal hell. Um, you know, a few months is nice. Yeah, I'm sure. So, you know, uh, you appreciate every moment and, um, you know, I wanted to focus on very positive things, uh, you know, and, and I, and I do, I notice the little things that people don't notice. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I'm neurology off, uh, I go to sleep and I'm rolling around for two hours and I have all these horrible thoughts and basically these pervasive thoughts of killing myself and how I'm going to do it and is this going to hurt and how long will it take? Yeah. And just in hours of rolling around and just pissed off and I can't relax. And and then last night I went to bed and I had just washed my sheets and they smelled good and the pillow was soft and I was just, oh, this is comfortable. And, uh, and then, you know, right after thinking about that, I was sleeping wow. I woke up I woke up at seven o'clock darted out of bed ran into the shower and I was at the supermarket by eight this morning when they <laughs> opened uh which was good because that's when it's quiet yeah so I because I you know I'll never like you know crowded situations of course, just yeah. not, you know it's you develop into something you can't change everything yeah um and um it's like night and day literally yeah uh, and so it's pretty freaky um, and probably even harder for people to, to get, you know, than just, than the disease that we thought it was before. But yeah, that's, this is the way it is. This is, uh, so what a really rare form of depression. What is your current medication? Uh, what are you taking right now? Multivitamin. That's it. That's it. That's great. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> because you know, I mean, sure, I'd rather it be a regular depression. Take a Prozac and you're okay. Yeah. You know, um, however, being neurological, provided the DBS still continues on, I really don't have to experience all those horrid side effects that I've experienced since I was a child Yeah. on every kind of antidepressant known to man because 99.992% of them cause horrible side effects and I've yeah. been through all of them and and you know my brain is already in a in a you know in a state of dis-ease mm-hmm. where the word disease comes from uh and why should my body be in dis-ease yeah because so, the, the symptoms ranged from like stomach upset and and you know irritable bowels and stuff like that to like sweatiness and just all sorts of really bad physical side effects 
terrible, terrible. I mean, times where you're constipated and diuretic all at the same time. <laughs> Your whole GI, you know, everything GI is just, you know, you feel like you're going to throw up when you're, right. yeah, you, you walk outside, you come back in, and you're sweating and you have to shower and change again and yeah. shakiness and, and just every, I mean, I could list them on and on, tinnitus and ringing in the ears and mm. just everything. So you you currently still have a prescription for Adderall, uh, which is only used for focusing. Is that right? Well, I mean it's it, it's more than that. I mean it's it's uh, it, it, Adderall um, and ADD or it's the GABA receptors is what mm -hmm. we're dealing with and and trying to help function properly, um, but. Um, it gives you energy, you know, and it isn't, you know, a, um, a, a, you know, it's, it's an upper if you mm -hmm. will. Yeah. Uh, but it, but really for, for people with ADD it, and people, kids with ADHD, even though it's an upper, it actually has a, a more relaxing effect because they're already up. Right. You know? So it's a stimulant, but it, it, it varies depending on if you have ADD or ADHD, the hyperactive component yeah. is there or not. For me, it just helps, you know, focus everything it's, instead of just sort of, you know, you're just running into a million things at once. It, it lets you sort of compartmentalize and take one thing at a time and helps your mind just sort of yeah. focus. Is that and taken then, on an as needed basis? Well, you know, that was part of self-medicating for years. I mean, yes, typically it is. Um, well, ideally, it, it, it should be taking on a regular basis mm. uh, at proper doses right. and and it should be taken at the lowest dose you need um yeah so um but it's it's um it's it basically stays in your body about eight to ten hours and it, and mine are extended relief so mm. it if you're taking a 20 milligram pill uh it releases 10 uh within the first hour and then four hours later it releases the other 10 right so if you want to have a regular night's sleep you really don't want to take the i take 30 milligrams a day is what's prescribed yeah so i would take a 20 in the let's say eight in the morning and then the second one i would take about one o'clock you don't want mm -hmm. to take it much later than that depending on when you go to sleep right so but you're not currently that. you're not currently taking it though um or? no I, well i'm i'm kind of doing it on an as needed basis because the um, anxiety has been up and down and that uh, will increase the anxiety some right definitely yeah. again because it's a stimulant and yeah and just you get that sort of nervousy feeling right uh, and uh so you know and especially since this is a new setting i want to do just as i've done over the last you know few months and several months uh is try to be on nothing else and see really what the dbs is doing right um and you know again since the setting change which has been a few days now um i feel actually less anxious that i could take it and not worry but before the anxiety was so much that like no that's the last if anything i want a downer you know right exactly um, yeah and which i would take clonazepam which i also have as needed mm -hmm. uh, which is you know an anti-anxiety uh, medication so um, try not to take either one. I don't want to be up. I don't want to be down. I just want to be me. Right. That one's more of a downer, right? Yeah. That one's, yeah. you know, an anti-convulsive, anti-anxiety is what yeah. you should have had when you had your panic attacks. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, so, um, it basically in the same families of Valium or Xanax or, you know, yep. so, um, so again, I'm trying not to, I don't want to, all my life I've popped pills to compensate for this, compensate for that. Um, trying to sort of let my brain sort of adjust and clean out and, and see what I can do naturally. And if I have to compensate a little here, a little there, yeah, you know, have ADDD. So logically you would take the Adderall. We might find out that the DBS helps for, for ADD, you know, in certain, and it does have, you know, help the GABA receptors. We might find that out. Who knows? Yeah. Well, so, it makes, it makes sense to, to, give the dbs a chance to um to see what it does and how you feel overall and then after several months of you know being at a, at a particular setting if everything's kosher uh then 
then maybe you might take something here or there to compensate one way or the other for something. But no, I That's think it's my way of thinking. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's smart to uh, just, just try it, see what it does, see what the well, DBS look, on its it, own is doing. I've learned a lot over the years. I've seen a lot of doctors and, and now that I, I just see that, you know, uh, the only person that really cares ultimately is yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm being my own doctor in that sense and really, you know, experimenting on my own and going in and reporting and saying, listen, I know I'm in tune. I know exactly how I feel. This is where I'm at. This mm-hmm. is where I think we need to do. What do you think? That's yeah. the way I'm going in because otherwise, you know, I'm living with it. So if right. I can communicate it properly and accurately, um, then uh, it's to me it would be a it's a plus for me and the doctor. So this brings us to another uh, uh, related topic, um, and that is the bedside manner of doctors um, that I know you've been struggling with, um, because doctors tend to at least some doctors tend to think of you more as just a test subject, um, not necessarily a person. They don't humanize their patients. Uh, so, you know, after you leave their office, they don't even think about you. Uh, and when you need the help, when you need a human to talk to, Mm. it's good to have a doctor that cares, but that's not always the case. Well, I mean, you know, you're going a lot by the things that I'm reporting to you and rightly so. Uh, I think it's a combination if I look at it, you know, uh, from a, a purely objective standpoint, number one, this is socialized medicine. Yep. Um, there are many more patients than there are doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, psychiatrists here have at least a six-month waiting list. So when it comes to mental health and you're desperate and you're suicidal, you're just going to end up being locked up in CAMH and, and, and get good care, sure. There are other places, too. There's Sunnybrook. There's Mount Sinai. There are places that have decent psychiatric facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's just the truth. And so they're just, you know, going one patient after another, after another, after another. And, uh, you know, some doctors, you know, the doctors don't even have just hour appointments. Some of them will just book you a 15, 20-minute appointment. You know how fast that goes. By the time you hang up your coat and you say hello, you're 10 minutes through already. Right. So it's a combination of that. The other thing is I'm in a study. I'm in a clinical trial. Right. Uh, so it's not like this is already existing and, and approved technology that I can just go in and be a patient and get it. I would be treated a lot differently. But I'm, in, I'm at the cusp of it. I'm in the middle of this whole discovery period. Yeah. So I think they lose focus t- at the times because they have to maintain a real level of consistency among patients. So, you know, ju- they, they say just enough. So, you know, again, it has to be very accurate. So right. variables can't really change. Um, so, you know, and I've mentioned to them, they should at least have a psychologist on, on the, the DBS staff mm-hmm. so that, you know, patients who, who get confused or who needs just a little bit of encouragement and what have you and it's very important i said it's critical i said it's it's absolutely critical you have that and they said well we hope to have that in the future and blah blah blah. um so there's that and then my particular psychiatrist who i've decided now um to to sort of part ways with and i'm going to go with my general practitioner who i actually grew up with uh years ago in montreal and uh, he's a fantastic guy, a fantastic doctor, and, and has quite a good knowledge on, on you know, psych- psych- psychiatric issues and um, the psychopharmacology. Uh, so he can be sort of take the point on this uh, because I think with my regular psychiatrist, this, again, he doesn't deal with patients with, with neurology. You know, this right. is over his, you know, this is beyond his expertise level, yep. which he's admitted to. And uh, so, um, you know, I think it's time to, to, uh, to break those two, because for me, it's just, it's just aggravating because it, it comes off as aggravating just because, you know, he's kind of, you know, he's always rushing me off the phone, rushing me out of the office. Cause there's really nothing more he can do yeah. other than write the script based on what happened with my meeting with the DBS team. So, 
might as well see my regular doctor who I can keep up with myself physically. Yeah. He can sort of uh, take the point on the, on the other side, which is really just sort of um, if I need certain medications or whatever, he can deal with that. Um, and, um, so I think th those three things are really why that it comes off like that. Um, but I have, you know, it's ultimately socialized medicine. There's, it needs to be even better than that. Although obviously in the States, I mean, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. I would have, well, and that's what I was going to say without, be, without getting too political, uh, there are pluses and minuses to socialized medicine. Personally, I'm, I'm a big believer that, uh, you know, healthcare should be to some degree socialized and not privatized like it is here um, because you end up getting care when you can't afford it normally um, on the on the negative side. Well, we're human. We all have the same issues and they're the same risks. And, you know, so it should be an inalienable right. Exactly. Yeah. Healthcare, uh, health. Staying right. alive. Exactly. But on the negative side, because it's free healthcare, quote unquote, in Canada, it means the doctors are are very much um, spread very thin <laughs> because everybody's going to go to them for any little problem they have because it doesn't cost them. Um, well, and that's why I'm so anti-war. You know, we're spending more on AR-15s and, and M-16s and, than we are on healthcare, which right. is, would solve the problem. There's your yeah. money. Yeah, it's money. It's money. Somebody's got to pay for it, and the government to take that on. So, what's the difference if we're a trillion dollars in debt or we're three trillion dollars in debt? Yeah. But I don't get political, and I can't make those changes. I can only advocate yeah. for them. Yeah. No. And and I I believe that uh, you know healthcare and education to me are the two things that you know we need to do everything we can to get to the most amount of people. Um, That's right. Uh, you know, I was actually talking with, with Matt the other day, and then we both ended up, you know, in one sales position or another, ended up in technological sales and mm -hmm. recruitment. Um, but what were both of our majors in college? Psychology, sociology. And really, that's a BS major. Pardon the pun. Um, I just didn't want to say the yeah. word, but you know, it's a it's a bull major. You know, it's it, because really you need to go higher than that to really uh, be successful in it, especially in Canada because there are mm -hmm. not many psychologists. Right. Uh, you could you could get away with being with a master's in the states, you know, or even here mm -hmm. as a social worker or. Uh, in the states as a psychologist, but really you need a PhD. So you're, you know, you're, you got to figure you're in school for eight years yeah. at least. So um, that's definitely something that could that you know needs to be taken more seriously. And yeah, you know. no, totally agree. And and I know that it's it's definitely a political subject, and we want to stay away from that ultimately. Um, but all I have to say is thank goodness for the Canadian healthcare system. Because I don't think we'd be talking to you otherwise. No, I would have. Uh, no, I would have killed myself a long time ago because I wouldn't have had any other options. Right. You know, uh, four years ago, when I got to the brain surgery, you know, that was it. Uh, I was done. Yeah, that was and, your um, your last ditch effort. It's like, all right, well, and you even said you didn't even care. I didn't know, even think about it. it you didn't like, think it was. Oh, yeah, sure, fine, try it. Open it up. Put it in. Yeah, put it in cable. I don't give a crap. You right. Know? Yeah. And if I die on the table. All the better for it, you know. That's right, and I yeah. wouldn't wouldn't know it, so it'd be one the best way to go. And right, but if you had stayed in the United States, I I don't think. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't have had that option. Yeah. Uh, even if the option existed here as a study, you wouldn't have been been able to afford it. So yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. I mean, I had cancer in the states. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I was thirty five, uh, twelve years ago, and. Uh, I happened to have a good job with with a PPO and really, you know, with United Healthcare it was the best healthcare then, mm -hmm. and I still paid, you know, thousands of dollars out of pocket, right, for my share, um, yeah, and uh, you know, to have can you know, you pay to have cancer. I mean, that's the most absurd <laughs> thing I could think of. Um, well, it's a, it's absurd to think that if you don't have money, you might not be able to live because you can't right. afford your treatment. I mean, that's just the opposite of humanity right there. It's just like saying, oh, sorry, you got to be, you got to, you know, have this, mu this amount of money to live. If not, sorry. 
Well, that's right. And same thing with an idiot like Trump. I mean, he's <laughs> he's running for president because he has enough money to do so, to fund himself. Uh, we couldn't if we wanted to. So it's not a free country, quote yeah. unquote. Well, we shouldn't I don't get even to know why they call it the United States because <laughs> none of them are united. Yeah. Well, if they were, then we wouldn't have all this constant. Let- Back, let's yes, let's go back. Yeah, let's let's stop getting political. I, I don't want to turn off half our you know audience if they disagree with us politically. So that's not what we're about. Um, no, of course. Uh, as far but, as uh, yeah, there there are still flaws here. Obviously, there are certain medications that you know are not covered, and even going back and trying to get in the yep. exclusion program and get it um, passed, they'll say no, and you know that's it. So, you yeah. know, there are definite improvements. But if I was in the States, there's no question right. I wouldn't be here. So I'm thankful that I'm here yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Now, to- I mean, I, you know, I could totally see the other side of it in Canada if, you know, if it's not a serious health problem uh, like you have, but, you know, someone with, uh, you know, that's trying to get in to see a doctor for whatever reason, but has to wait several months because they're booked solid or whatever. And that's a direct result of the socialized medicine. So there's positives and negatives, but uh, yeah, and it's not, all, not only money. It's also, unfortunately, it's who you know, and that should never be the case. Yeah, you know, I got to, into to my um, psychiatrist because I grew up with my GP, who got me in to see him. You know, and and now I can help maybe others through him. You know, say, hey, can you take this guy? But it should just be, yeah, you know. Uh, it, but this is not an idealistic world, right? So you know there there are improvements to be made, and hopefully, uh, slowly yep. but surely, you'll get there. Yep. Well, I'm just I'm thankful you're still around, and I do thank the Canadian healthcare system for that. No, me too. And you know, a lot, you know, I, I get to question all the time, but you know, uh, how the hell are you still here? You yeah. know, and. And I, I, you know, I attempted suicide three times and I called the ambulance each time. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I did take enough to kill myself, but luckily, uh, you know, I made it through and, yeah. um, but my only answer, I couldn't answer that question. My only answer is the fear of death, yeah. which I am sure we all have, but you know, now it's really coming uh, into focus for me that that I know that maybe the reason is that I know that the, the parts of the, my brain that do work are a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. It's just the other parts are, are crucial parts that, you know, you need in order to use the other parts. Yeah. So it seems to be coming together more uh, and I'm seeing some potential, which then would and allow me to see some hope and allow me to see a future and yeah. a possible future career and how this sort of thing is going to end up. Right. So, um, when neurology off, I don't see shit. Yeah. You know, it is just black. It is blood red. Yeah. You know, but as soon as it's on, all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> the flowers start blooming and, yeah. you know, the violins are going and it's, it's an absolute it's on it's off it's there's well yeah you start seeing the the positives in life uh that you you're blind to when it's off little little things i ate a peach i ate a peach yesterday and i was like a child i i bit into the peach the peach was unbelievable (laughs) and it was dripping all you know i bit into it and it was just like uh it was just it was like just juice all dripping all down my face and down my arm. I know most people are like, ah, oh, and they grab the paper towel and they start cleaning it. I just let it drip all the way down, <laughs> all over me. I was just, I You're just, savoring I, it. Was, I savored a peach, <laughs> you know, when the hell have I done that? I sat in the park this morning, actually. Um, and I, I had my sunglasses on my dark shades that are always on, but, but I'm, I pulled them down and it was just a very pretty, morning and it was blue and i was like this is a really pretty neighborhood yeah and my first thought was like well who the hell said that <laughs> you know i'm looking around and i'm going oh that was me you know <laughs> it's 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 absolutely bizarre yeah your brain just works completely differently when you're in in this better state yeah yeah absolutely that's great well hopefully this 
this DBS setting is, uh, is the right one. <laughs> well, that's the key, you know, in order, you know, the next question is, you know, what do you do now? Mm-hmm. And, um, really it's, uh, we need to see some consistency, you know, yeah. if I go six months and I, I'm just, there's going to be ups and downs, but if it's human level ups and downs, yeah, then it's like, okay, now I can maybe be counted on to, you know, to, to work, to do something, to have a right. life. Right. So it's, well, it's, and it's every human has ups and downs. Every, you know, normal people have ups and downs. People have, well, that's moves. why I threw that in. Yeah. yeah. I know that it's going to be, but I know what's, what's up and down and what's up and, you know, right. Yeah. I know what's abnormal. I mean, if you're, if you're, it's uh, you know uh, inhibiting you from leaving the house yep you know um you know so there's a difference you know if you leave the house you're just not a, you know you're not uh tap dancing out of the house you know <laughs> but so uh, so tell me yeah. since since you've been feeling better these uh last few days how many times have you picked up your guitar yesterday three <laughs> amazing right <laughs> yeah, because I had gone six months without once. Yeah. And all I did was look at it and curse it. Right. And I picked it up the third time. I'm like, this is the third time I picked it up. Yeah. And I don't Amazing. even like the particular guitar, but I, <laughs> it was three times. Yeah. And that's, I'm glad you asked that question because that's really, that colors the picture right there. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's a good measure of how you're feeling because it I, is. I, I know when you're, when you're at all in a negative uh, mood, you just you don't even want to look at it. Um, you'll even look at the microphone and be like, Ugh. <laughs> "Oh yeah, yeah." It's like, and I just go, "Oh, yeah, you got that for me," and I'm too stupid to use it. Be <laughs> you know, and that's just that is you know, it's it's just there. It's pervasive thoughts you cannot get out of it. But now I've noticed because you've even done some recording. Um, some singing yeah. and, and some guitar stuff that you sent over and we're trying to work on, um, a, a project, uh, together, recording some songs, putting together a little, um, a, a little album of sorts. Um, a few ditties, a few ditties, uh, I haven't gotten too far yet, but, um, it's definitely something that's on our, our plate right now that we want to share with you guys. And, and who knows, maybe, uh, we'll, we'll put together an album and, uh, and sell it on the site. Uh, oh yeah, no, it'll definitely be there because we want to do that and and um, you know and and donate part of the proceeds to to um, you know mental health association, etc., and um, different organizations to to help all this and help advocate these things in the right direction. Well, and I, I just I I just want to make sure people understand. I I feel like we need to donate a, a lot of the proceeds to you personally um to help you through uh financially because i know that's a struggle every month for you and yeah i mean we've discussed that you know it's you know i, I every month i don't know if i'm really going to get to the end of the the month and actually eat every day and i don't right. always uh that's part of the canadian healthcare system that i hope they will improve first because mm-hmm. still like as i've said before you know with what i get paid um, what they allot me, uh, it's still $2,000 under the poverty line. Right. So that's insane. I mean, somebody that, you know, uh, has gone through major surgery, you know, I, I went from, um, working full time taxpayer, you know, to having to have brain surgery. Yeah. Um, they have to take care of you, you know, right. And forever long it takes so you can get back to where you're the guy working full time, yep. taxpayer, etc. So, um, you know, it's it, it's definitely if they can give that much, then they have to give that much. You know, so yep. uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, there are um, nonprofit organizations where you can get a little extra, which I do, which I'm still under the poverty line even with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I see what you're saying. I just, you know, I'm not one that, you know, I believe it's true. I need it, but I hate to ask for that. I hate well, to be but the, the, and, 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 and for people to have to compensate for what the government should be doing. Yes. But uh, at the same time, I also think that, um, you know, I, I, I totally understand you don't want to just ask for money. But with with something like this, where we put together an album, 
of music and you've got a talent for music uh and it's something we can put up on the site uh and have people you know uh pay a little for for downloading that album um, which they've actually enjoy so yeah i know what you're yeah yeah it's like we're, you're you're creating a product. a product you're you're yeah. getting something out of it you're not begging you know it's not like you're you're on the street you know um, but we'll have the ability to have that where it's sure it's definitely a reciprocal thing but also to help some organization a major organization that we know that can can have an impact on mm-hmm. on some 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 social change some yeah know. yeah no absolutely so um, yeah i think it's so great. that's that's coming yeah uh, i mean it'll take some time for us to get enough stuff uh put together for that uh but it's definitely something we might you know show a few clips here and there on the show um yeah to whet your appetite um do we have but, anything well, as a matter of fact, uh, yeah, we have a, a track we've been working on. Uh, it's it's not finished. It's not properly mixed yet, but uh, we'll we'll close the show with that. Um, so thanks for listening, and uh, we hope. Yeah, to- thank you for all your support out there, and you know, I, I from the bottom of my heart appreciate everyone out there listening and and writing in and uh, again just being patient, and supportive, and uh, unconditional. And hopefully, again, uh, when this comes out on Tuesday, I'll be ready, willing, and able to listen to it, enjoy it, and uh, and Absolutely. we just continue on from there and keep keep rocking this thing. Definitely, we have the best listeners. We do. We, we really <laughs> it's incredible. do. Incredible. <laughs> uh, you just really find good people out there and people who who need resources, and we're uh, fortunate enough to to have some and be out there to help. Definitely. So here's here's just a little taste of uh, Doug and I working on a uh, a song by Crosby, Stills and Nash. Take care, guys. Bye bye now. Good.